Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the hashtag create your earth life podcast with myself, your host, Janessa Staples. And today is day six of Bible study. Today we are going to be studying Jesus talks to a Pharisee and a Samaritan. I love this reading. I've gone over it already, did my notes, and I cannot wait to read it with you guys. But first, I would just like to remind you that I have an Etsy shop and it has items with um, God's word on it. So I have a hat that says trust in God. It's a little um, like winter hats. I also have a mug that says fueled by Jesus and tea, which is super cute, a phone case, some shirts, check it out. You can just go to my website. It's createyourearthlife.com. Click on March at the bottom of the page, and then it brings you right to my Etsy shop and all products, all purchases help support the podcast. All right, guys, let's dive right in. First, let's start with our prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for all that you do. Thank you for loving us and protecting us and caring for us and supporting us. Today, I would like you, um, I would like to ask that you open our eyes and help us to gain the wisdom and gain the message that you would like us to from the Bible study today. Please help me and my listeners gain what you would like us to gain and gain the word that you'd like us to share as well. Thank you, God. Amen. All right, guys. So today we are reading John 3, 1 through 4, 42. So it's going to be book John chapter 3, starting on verse 1 through chapter 4 through verse 42. And the beginning title is The New Birth. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know what you are a te- we know you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So this time around, I am actually going to tell you my notes as we read through the first time, and we're only going to read it once because this is very long. Um, so I think it will go better this way. Um, I think we'll get a lot more out of it this way. So I wrote some notes down here. Um, he says, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And I think that's very interesting because the new age practice, it talks a lot about um, reincarnation. A lot of people, or just other people's beliefs, it doesn't even have to be new age, but a lot of people um, that don't know Christ, they think about reincarnation. They wonder what happens after um, after we die. And I don't believe it says anything in the Bible about reincarnation, except for right here. And from what I got from this is that we have the opportunity to be reincarnated 
right now. So reincarnation is rebirth of a soul in a new body. And I think in this instance, it's like your soul stays the same, your flesh stays the same. But when you start following Jesus, when you find him, there's a rebirth of the mind and your behaviors and your purpose. And I have definitely seen that. Uh, my behaviors, my purpose, my mind, like all of that has been changed. And your heart, I think more, most importantly, your heart, um, the rebirth of your heart, it goes from, you know, I'm not saying everyone that follow, doesn't follow Jesus has a hard heart, but there are a lot of people that come to Jesus because they are struggling. And I know um, I struggle with things and I know I've had a hard heart and I know I've had difficulty um, being kind to people that are mean to me or, you know, stuff like that. And you know that's hard for everyone, but Jesus helps you have a soft heart and look at things from a different perspective. So I think this is one definition of reincarnation that we could possibly all agree on if everyone um, found Jesus. So I thought that was pretty interesting. All right. So Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel. So marvel means to be filled with wonder or astonishment. So do not be filled with wonder or astonishment. Where was I? Okay. Do not be filled with wonder or astonishment that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. And this is really interesting. So the wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. Okay, so... What he's saying is, born of the Spirit, you don't know where it comes from or where it goes. Um, Just as you hear the wind blow, you don't know where it comes from and where it goes. I This kind of gets me because it makes me think like until you find Jesus, you're kind of lost. You're kind of wondering because I feel like so many times I had a connection with God and I was actually having a connection with something else, I believe. When I was using tarot cards or crystals and whatnot, I felt something, um, but I don't believe it was God. I At the time I did, but I don't know after reading the Bible and talking to other people and listening to other uh, people talk about their experiences. So I'm wondering if this means like people that are not, until that you are saved by Jesus, uh, you know, the wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from, where it goes. And then when you connect with God, um, you have a little bit of an understanding. I'm not sure. Or this could totally mean something different where he's saying like, you know, you don't know where you came from or where you go. You know, when you die, you don't know. It doesn't tell you in the Bible besides the fact that you will either die or have eternal death and you'll go to heaven, but you don't know what's at heaven. You don't know what that is. Um, I'm guessing it's not a bad place, but you don't know. So maybe I think that's actually more of what he's saying, but I think it can go both ways. 
what do you guys think? Let me know. Send me an email or um, write me a review and let me know what you think or contact me another way. Okay. Nicodemus answered and said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, are you the teacher of Israel? And do you not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the son of man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so begotten means um, risen, which uh, basically, you know, Jesus died for our sins. Is that what he means? Or it can also be um, reproduced. So, okay, so if we'll... For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. The next title is John the Baptist Exalts Christ. And exalts means think or speak very highly of. So John the Baptist speaks highly of Christ. After these things, Jesus and his disciples came into the land of Judea, and there he remained with them and baptized. Now John also was baptizing in Anon near Salem, because there was much water there. And they came and were baptized, for John had not yet been thrown into prison. Then there arose a dispute because some of John's disciples and the Jews about purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you beyond the Jordan to whom you have testified, behold, he is baptizing and all are coming to him. John answered and said, a man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourself bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. And what he has seen and heard that he testifies and no one receives his testimony. He who has received his testimony has certified that God is true. For he who For he whom God has sent speaks the word of God, for God does not give the Spirit by measures. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. A Samaritan woman meets her Messiah. We are now in chapter 4. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made the baptized more disciples, Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize but his disciples. He left Judea and departed again to Galilee, but he ended to go, but he needed to go through through Samaria. 
So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Now, Jacob's well was there. Jesus was therefore being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to him, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Excuse me, I needed a drink. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I give shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, Give me this water that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, go, call your husband and come here. I love this part. Listen to this. So Jesus says, go, call your husband and come here. And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. So Jesus knows everything. God knows everything. And then listen to this. Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband for you have had five husbands and the one whom you now have is not your husband in that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our father worshiped on this mountain and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where you ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth for the father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know what Messiah, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. I love this. So he knows she doesn't have a husband, but he still um, talks about her having a husband. Like says, you know, he like kind of... Uh, brings this subject up and it points out something that one, he knows this information. So she now has a testimony to say like, he just met me. I didn't give him any information and he knew this information about me. And back then, of course, they didn't have computers to look that stuff up. Like, so she can now has a testimony. She now believes she has now met him. Uh, Obviously very exciting for her. I would think I would be thrilled to meet Jesus. Um, But then also it kind of points out her sin And so when he says you've had five husbands, and this is something I've been looking into, um, what does it mean in the Bible to be married? So we know nowadays to get married, you have to have a certificate and you have a ceremony and whatnot, but in the Bible, it doesn't have, um, it doesn't have the state and government involved in getting married. And basically it says in here, like, as long as you, you know, you say before God that you guys are married and then you, um, consummate the marriage, you know, you have sex, like then you're married. So is he saying like, he was actually, she was 
married to them um, or did she just have sex with them? Uh, was there something else? Was there, um, was she abused? Like it really uh, doesn't go into depth about it, but you know that she's been with five men and she is living with a six man man and she's not married to him. So has she slept with them or not? I don't know. Um, and it's uh, just interesting. And I did some research on it and could this mean, um, you know, he knows her heart and that she's longing for fulfillment through man. And he's like, I'm here to give you fulfillment through God. Um, is that why he brings it up? It's just uh, pretty interesting. He, this is one specific thing about her life that he brings up. And I think this probably um, could change her ways of living. Okay, the next is the witnessed harvest. And at this point, his disciples came and they marveled that he talked with a woman. Yet no one said, what do you seek or why are you talking with her? The woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city and said to the men, come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. In the meantime, his disciples urged him saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat, of which you do not know. Therefore, the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him anything to eat? Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life. The, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together for in this in this, the saying is true. One sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labors. So food to man is life. So like we eat to live. And Jesus is trying to say here um, that he has spiritual life that is eternal. He has, he has life um, that he is trying to give people. He's trying to get people to believe in God, believe in Jesus, realize that he is real. He is here and he is, does not want to be occupied by these earthly things. Like we need food and we need water to survive, but most importantly, we need God's word to live, to to be alive. Um, otherwise we are dead. We, um, spiritually dead and our souls, you know, are, we basically sold our souls in some kind of way. So I just love how he talks about food here where he's like, no, I, I don't need this food and, and every, everyone needs food to live, but, uh, to really live, everyone needs what I have to get, what I have to offer. And so he goes on, um, the savior of the world. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to say, stay with him. And he stayed there two days and many more believed because of his own word. So she says here, he told me all that I ever did. So that's her testimony right there that, you know, he, like I said before, um, knew stuff about her before she had ever told him. Then they said to the woman, now we believe not because of what you said for, for we ourselves have heard him. And we know that this is indeed the Christ, the savior of the world. All right, guys, that is all for today. I love this reading. I thought it was great. I think all of the Bible is great, but this was, um, pretty interesting. I brought a lot of thoughts to my mind and I think God really spoke through this reading 
And if you have any questions, I'd like to talk to me, you know the drill. You can email me, createyourearthlife at yahoo.com. Check out my website, createyourearthlife.com. And click on merch. Check out my Etsy shop. All purchases help support the podcast. Also, there's just some cute items on there that you just may want um, just because. All right, guys, I hope you have the best day ever. God bless you.